At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, we got one hour with you here today, and we got a good one. We got a lot of smart people on the show, outside of us, of course. Coming up in 15 minutes, George Shahori, Pro Football Focus, is going to be with us. Get the PFF aspect of what's going down next week in the NFL. And Dave Koken, smoking Dave Koken, who always has opinions and wagers, Major League baseball, college football, maybe the National Football League as well. How you doing, bud? Don't forget about baseball. <clears throat> what's that, baseball? I don't know. I'm oh, you're the, reminding our crowd. Yes, yes, To the yes. listeners and the viewers, don't forget about baseball. We still have uh, a lot of important baseball games left to play. And uh, tonight's going to be a pretty good night in baseball, by the way. Noah Sundergaard comes back for the Mets, who are out of it. But, mm. uh, man, these races come down to the wire are great to watch. Probably, uh, I, w- I would say, will be uh, more entertaining than last night's uh, football game. Yes, and we'll get to big news with some of those races actually coming up in like 10 minutes from now. Uh, but you are right. There was a uh, snoozer, if you will. 41-21, to 21, the final score between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Of course, Cowboys cover. Game goes over the total. Uh, from a bookmaker perspective, humans, this was tweeted out by Patrick Everson up on Twitter yesterday before the game from Caesar Sportsbook. Lots tied to Dallas. Dallas in the over would be the worst outcome for that operator. Saw Jay Cornegate quoted as such, saying the public could be all over Dallas in and over as well. So probably not the best result for the sportsbooks yesterday. Uh, but a weird game, I think, in the sense that this Philadelphia Eagles team, this because this is where I wanted to start. You and I talked about this, right? So week one, demolished the Atlanta Falcons. Week two, just an agonizing, hair-pulling loss in which you had multiple touchdowns, called back block field goals, weird plays all the way around, mm-hmm. a 91-yard pass that doesn't ultimately end in a touchdown either way. And so you think that maybe in a divisional spot that they'd be a little bit more competitive, and yet they aren't. And a lot of it had to do with the odd play calling and game planning of one Nick Sirianni, how when you look at the second half and in this game overall, a guy like Miles Sanders to finish with just two carries in that game for Jalen Hurts to lead the way in terms of attempts on the ground with nine carries. And I will add, I'm going to put on something else. I will shovel more dirt on this. Look at this. Jalen Hurts yesterday in terms of play action attempts, humans was nine of 10 for 179 yards, one touchdown, two big time throws and no turnover worthy plays. And yet you only ran it with Miles Sanders twice. Mm -hmm. You were killing him with play action. You don't think a run game would have helped in that regard? Oh, certainly would have helped. Uh, I, I thought the Eagles' play calling was very poor, like you said. And uh, Nick Sirianni's a rookie head coach, and uh, obviously he's called plays for a while. But the thing with Jalen Hurts, I, I think similar to what the uh, the Bears made a mistake with Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky was much better if he got out of the pocket. You had to use him in play action. You had to mm-hmm. use him on rollouts. You had to get him out there in space to create plays. And then Matt Nagy 
who coached the guy for three years, tried to turn him into a pocket passer, which he is not. You can't make Jalen Hurts necessarily a pocket passer. You got to use play action. You got to roll him out, let him get out in space and make things happen. And when he did that last night, he was pretty good. Yep. When you had him throw from the pocket and he telegraphed his passes like he did out in the flat, when uh, Trevon Diggs picked it off and ran it back 50 yards for a touchdown, that's not the strength of Jalen Hurts. So the Eagles are going to have to, uh, I think, smarten up a little bit in terms of uh, their offensive approach. And, you know, defensively they've got a lot of problems too, but uh, some of that has to do with attrition and injuries. And uh, I I still think the Eagles can be okay defensively, but last night they looked pretty bad. So to your point too, because now with all these analytics and numbers and the way these are breaking down, you can see how guys, you know, throw the ball in what situations. So to your point, no play action pass attempts for Jalen Hurts on these traditional dropbacks. If you look at some of the numbers, 16 of 29, 147 yards, 5.1 per attempt, one touchdown, two interceptions, committed multiple turnover-worthy plays as well. Like, that's Jalen Hurts on traditional dropbacks. Mm-hmm. And so, again, and, and look, even go back to Atlanta. Like, what made that game so spectacular for Hurts was his average depth of target was only three yards downfield. But it was bubble screens. It was getting him out in space. It was using his athleticism, those sort of things. But I just thought it was an oddly coached game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And from the Dallas perspective, Mike McCarthy still Mike McCarthy. Holding on to two timeouts to go into the second half for some reason. And think about it, too. We just watched a Sunday night game, humans, in which the team that was down scored a touchdown right before half, right? Got the ball back and went down and cut a 17-0 game to 17-14 just like that. Mm -hmm. And yet McCarthy's finally, nah, nah, we're good. We're fine. Well, that's what I talked about last week. Mike McCarthy's going to make the Cowboys tough to bet on because he's just... Uh, a doofus when it comes to game management. I uh, said so that D on his hat doesn't stand for Dallas. It stands for doofus. Uh, he, he really has no clue what he's doing. And, and this is one, uh, one subject where I have to agree with Aaron Rodgers and sympathize with his frustration because now we've watched McCarthy here for uh, a year and a month with the Cowboys. Man, is it tough to watch. Can you imagine how frustrated Aaron Rodgers had to be with that guy mm-hmm. uh, as his coach for almost a decade? Yep. Yeah, so I understand where Rodgers' frustration with uh, McCarthy uh, came from. It's uh, This Cowboys team is going to have to actually trip and fall down and uh, basically like a horse fall down out of the gate not to win the NFC East. This is a bad division. Yeah. The Cowboys are by far the most talented team. You can see their defense is improved over last season with Micah Parsons and Diggs and young guys like this playing uh, so much better. How do the Cowboys not win that division? Mike McCarthy will find a way to screw it up, I think. Well, it was it was, uh, it was Ryan Clark of ESPN, famously the last year of Mike McCarthy's tenure in Green Bay, mm-hmm. who actually went on one of their shows. It was like, yeah, like I watched them play on Sundays. They're running the same stuff they were running the Super Bowl when we played them when I was with the Steelers. Yeah. It was 2011. So it speaks to what, uh, what Mike McCarthy is as coach. So, uh, by the way, the Cowboys, one of the few favorites that covered this weekend. How about this? Through three weeks now in the uh, NFL season, Matt Ewan's. NFL underdogs hitting at a 63% clip through three weeks of action. Dave Tooley, super excited. Well, I'm excited, too. I play about 80% dogs in the NFL yep. and uh, off to a good start myself in the circuit contest at 11-4. and four. I think you're right up there, too. Mm-hmm. I hope dogs continue to hit at about 60%. That would be a good <laughs> thing for me. 12-4 week one, 9-7 each of the last two weeks there. Dogs 30-18, and 63% ATS. Best winning percentage for the first three weeks of the season since at least 2003. It's from John Ewing, courtesy of Bet Labs, yeah. right there up on social media. So let's spin this forward for these two teams now going forward. It's funny. So now we go to next week. Kansas City, again, we'll say it one more time, 1-12-1 against the spread in their last 14 games. Opens 5.5 on Sunday after everything goes down. The loss to the Chargers. They're on the road against Philadelphia. Market saw enough last night. They are a seven and a half point favorite on the road against Philly. Uh, yeah, that was six and a half at most spots last night, and uh, even this morning you could have laid six yep. and a half with the Chiefs. So I'm I'm a little bit surprised to see that number go up to seven and a half at some spots. There's still like I would say fifty, sixty percent of the books you can lay seven. Yeah, I should say seven and a half out there. They're ultra juice. So you're taking seven and a half. You're laying yeah. a buck twenty. Not here at the South Point. Yep. No, never alter the juice. They're always minus 110. Uh, it looks like the Superbooks got seven minus 110. So yep. there are plenty of spots out there. I think the Chiefs are going to be a teaser play for the public this week. And you have to be. After, after you watched Philly last night, and you know how much more talented the Chiefs are offensively, I think uh, Chiefs minus one is going to be a big-time uh, teaser play. But, again, don't forget, KC's defense has got a lot of problems. Uh, like I said, after watching – 
these NFC East teams through three weeks. How do the Cowboys not win a division? The Giants stink. Washington's got a lot of problems. The Eagles have a lot of problems. This division is not much better than it was last year, but the Cowboys are better because Dak Prescott's back. They are, but they'll still scuffle around and win yeah. it at like ten and seven, and they'll need a you know they'll need a win in the last two weeks to right. be able to do it. Uh, but that is the case, and the Cowboys have an interesting test coming up next week because you know that I've been looking to take the shot against Carolina, and they're at home against those Panthers. Fives across the board, and four and a halfs are starting to appear. Figured you know wrote about this for Pointsford Weekly this week. We'll have more on it tomorrow. That figured the market was going to be on the side of Carolina, so you'll probably see four and a halfs populate the board. Uh, sooner rather than later, but this is a, a fascinating test here because I think from an offensive standpoint, everything we've seen from Dallas is somewhat legitimate. Dak Prescott is very good. He still looks very comfortable yeah. with this offense. The wide receiver talent is there, even with the injuries to guys like Michael Gallup, but regardless, like this is going to be a fascinating test mm-hmm. against the Panthers team. Think about the three quarterbacks the Panthers have faced up to this point. Jameis Winston, Davis Mills, Zach Wilson. It hasn't been a murderer's row yet at this point right now. It's a big step up for Carolina. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Carolina defense, the numbers are going to be a little bit deceiving. That's why I don't make too much of uh, any stats in the first month of the season. The Carolina defense, you look at it on paper and say, wow, yep. this, one of the, this might be the best defense in the NFL. But like you said, you got to take into account the competition. Uh, and Chris, Christian McCaffrey being out is mm-hmm. going to make a big difference in uh, the Panthers' offense and, and probably their inability to move the ball up and down the field uh, like they sh- typically would be able to against a uh, bad Dallas defense. But I, I did like the trade that the Panthers made. Now, C.J. Henderson has not played at the highest level. The reason why he's available, yep. But this guy was a top 10 pick two years ago. He was the ninth pick in the draft, and the Panthers just picked him up for a, basically a third-round draft pick. Yep. And uh, I would have to think with J.C. Horn, the rookie going down to injury, Henderson is a, a pretty good pickup for the Panthers at this point. I'm not sure what to make of this game. I was impressed by the Cowboys last night. But at the same time, I think the Eagles did a lot to make the Cowboys look better than they really are. Yep. No, and that's fair. But well, and it also depends on what the market does with this, right? If you continue to push this through that four and a half, four, and get to like three and a half or something like yeah. that, then it might be hard to turn down uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So with that, we're going to get more to the National Football League coming up in a couple minutes from now. George Horry, Pro Football Focus, is going to be with us. You mentioned baseball. I think it's very much worth pointing out as we approach the end of these races here in the regular season. The San Francisco Giants, who have World Series aspirations, were dealt a pretty big blow. Looks like Brandon Belt, their home run leader, has a broken left thumb. Mm-hmm. And so he his status is going to be unclear. They get the Diamondbacks here today, but this is part of a big picture deal where Belt, 274 batting average, career high, 29 homers, 59 RBI. It's a massive loss if he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Yeah, with a broken thumb. Yep. He got hit by a pitch. I'm not sure how effective he can be with a broken thumb. It's going to be awful tough. And I hate to see it at this point in the season. The Giants have won 102 games. They've had one of those Cinderella type of uh, seasons. And you want to see what he can do in the playoffs at full strength. And it's not going to happen with Brandon Belt uh, likely out of the lineup. Seriously, uh, how's he going to be effective with a broken thumb? Yep. I don't I don't really know how you can. I know he's he's going to want to play. He's going to try to play. But I'm not sure how, how he can be an effective player at this point. But I, the main focus for the Giants right now is going to be to hold on to this two-game lead and not get stuck in a wild card situation against the Cardinals. Yes, uh, as somebody with a uh, Giants to win the National League ticket, this was uh, quite yeah. the uh, this was quite the blow for me. I was very upset to see this. It's a bummer, no nope. doubt about it. All right, we'll come back. George Hori, PFF is going to be with us, and uh, 30 minutes from now, we're going to have Dave Koch. And in between there, we didn't even scratch the surface on those college football games yesterday. So we're going to take a deep dive into the card as well. It's the Edge here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video stream, daily best bet emails, betting splits, the money, ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com. Data and analysis. You're going to get everything VEASAN has to offer for only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, let's head out to the phone. Welcome to George Horry of Pro Football Focus. You can hear him on the PFF Forecast podcast with the mix of NFL analytics and, of course, NFL betting. George, it's good to talk to you. I haven't talked to you for a minute, man. So I wanted to start with this. You know, one of the angles that I've been waiting to take here is going against Carolina because I think the 3-0 start, it's legitimate to a certain extent, but the market power rating might get a little high. Market's already moving toward him here in this matchup against Dallas. But what has been your read on the Panthers up to this point, and what do you make of this matchup with the Cowboys next weekend? Yeah, I think we, we, by the way, great to talk to you again. Um, We talked about this uh, a lot last year, which was early in the season, um, you see teams get out to hot starts and wins and losses are binary, 0-1. But who they got those wins or losses against, it is something that requires a little more nuance, right? Um, You know, how hard was the schedule that they played? And I think this applies to both the Panthers and another 3-0 team, the Denver Broncos, they face the two easiest schedules thus far. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the, the Panthers, they're going to get a real test here. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are a legit team with a quarterback that is playing really, really well and a defense that used to be a complete liability. And I think they're, you know, people are seeing, look, Marcus Lawrence went out. It turns out Mike Parsons might be just as good at a defensive end as he was. And they kind of stocked up on linebacker uh, as well. So that wasn't as big of an issue as, as people thought it might have been. Um, that has gotten, I think, all the way out to five, which, you know, is probably indicative of the fact that uh, the Cowboys put the stomp down uh, last night on Monday Night Football in front of everybody. But, yeah, I think the time to fade the Panthers um, is, is either here or coming. Is it this week against the Cowboys as a Cowboys four, four and a half, five point favorites against the Pan- against a Panthers team without Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, see, here's here's the tough thing for me, you know, at five, um, and especially with the Christian McCaffrey stuff. Like, I was watching the live line when McCaffrey went out; it didn't move. There's a reason it didn't move. He's a great fantasy player. He's a phenomenal running back, but the efficiency of the passing game is what wins football games, and that is not going to depend on whether it's Christian McCaffrey or um, Chua Hubbard, who, by the way, has plenty of juice back there. Um, I also am, am wary of taking, you know, some of those bigger favorites at home. We just haven't seen home field matter really for the past like year and a half. So I actually think this, this is not the week I'm going to fade them. Um, I think at five, actually, I would lean Panthers a little more rest, actually a lot more rest. Um, and an offense that with Joe Brady and those receivers is playing really well. It's not the answer you wanted, JVT. You oh, wanted yeah, him I'm, to say, lay it, lay uh, it against the Panthers. I've got my <laughs> convictions and all saying, look, it's, uh, it's getting down to like four and a half in a lot of spots, so we'll see. Uh, the number changes everything, humans. All right, let's talk about the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Finally, uh, in the win column, George, after uh, beating the Seahawks last week, JVT and I were both on the Vikings. A lot of people came in strong on the Seahawks last week. We stick with the Vikings this week as home dogs against the Browns. You can get two out there at most spots. Kirk Cousins, 74% completions, eight TDs, no picks, 
Not many quarterbacks playing better than Kirk right now. Oh, you are dead right there. And by the way, I was one of those uh, idiots who <laughs> thought that um, the Seahawks would figure out how to cover someone. They did not. Um, nowhere near it. And Kirk Cousins has played uh, about as well as any quarterback this side of Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, um, is the only quarterback in PFF's grading system with over a 90 PFF grade, but, but Kirk Cousins is right there. 89.1 is, is his grade thus far. And it's interesting. So much of it has been about the scheme. Um, he has a pretty low uh, big-time throw rate. Those are those you know, really impressive throws uh, down the football field. It's not that he isn't making throws down the football field, but you know, receivers are just running wide open um, in, in that scheme. Um, however, again, this week, I actually read two and a half. That's where the line is right now. Um, the, the Browns are the side that, that I would take there. A couple of reasons. First off, I, I like Stefanski coming back and playing against his old team. Um, I think he gets them fired up, and he knows Kirk Cousins better than anybody, uh, anybody else. And the Browns have a really efficient offense. Baker Mayfield playing a lot better than his box score stats would um, would tell you. Almost a 7% big-time throw rate for Baker Mayfield. That's at more than double what Kirk Cousins has. He's making some really nice throws down the football field. Uh, and some of those receivers are starting to figure it out. Odell played really well in that first game. So at less than three, I like the better team in this case. Um, and, and that is the Cleveland Browns, who we have as our sixth-ranked team on uh, PFS Power Rankings tool at PFF.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore George. All right, let's go to the, the top matchup in terms of narrative. It's Sunday night, Tampa Bay on the road against the New England Patriots. But I wanted to ask you about Tampa Bay specifically from a defensive standpoint, George, because the injuries in the secondary are starting to pile up, and the results have not been great from a number standpoint for this secondary. Matt Stafford was really good against them. We saw for three quarters Matt Ryan do a pretty good job, and we know what happened in the season opener against Dallas. How much of a concern is this going to be for Tampa Bay as they bring in Richard Sherman this week for an interview and a workout potentially as they're trying to put a Band-Aid on this thing? Yeah, and I mean, even if they were to sign him um, – you know, will he will he actually play this week? I mean, that seems doubtful. Um, you know, and, and even an optimist like me would be um, unsure of it. I, look, this is a, a great example of why defense is not something that you want to bank on week to week or season to season. Um, they, they lost Sean Murphy bunting. They were able to plug that gap a little bit. And then in the um, uh, uh, Rams game, Jamel Dean gets hurt. I don't know if it was on the play where he dropped an interception as well, but it was kind of a double whammy for, for the Bucs. You can only sustain so much lack of depth at the coverage position against teams like the Rams who have receivers that can go out and make plays. In this particular game, I'm interested to see if the Patriots have that. Uh, they certainly don't to the extent that the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams do. Now, this line has moved out now to six and a half. I bet it early at Bucks minus five and a half. I think at six and a half, it's a nice um, teaser opportunity um, it, because I think the Bucks you're, you're buying them a little bit at the uh, you know the bottom of the market there. Jamel Dean is still questionable. Um, I'm sure they will, whether they have him or not, have a better game plan without him. Uh, but let's not get it twisted here. The New England Patriots are not the Los Angeles Rams. They do not have that kind of firepower to take advantage of what the Bucks are, are lacking. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, that number is going to seven at some spots, and I think you're going to see a lot of sevens start to pop up on the board today and tomorrow. Uh, Buccaneers road favorites against the Patriots. Buccaneers defense has only three sacks uh, this season. A little bit surprising. Not getting more pressure on the quarterback. How about the Steelers? Uh, A lot of people giving up on Big Ben. He looks like a dinosaur. He's too old to get it done. How about this week catching six and a half or seven we got a similar number here where it looks like it's going to head to seven. Packers off the uh, dramatic Sunday night win, home favorites over the Steelers. Big Ben and the Steelers with their backs to the wall, do they come out swinging? <laughs> uh, well, if you're like me, you gave up on Big Ben about <laughs> week 10 last year. Um, caught a lot of flack for it, uh, but the data is what the data is, and it's the same, if not worse, than it was last year. Um, he has a 55.5 PFF grade. He's making almost twice as many turnover-worthy plays as he has big-time throws. And 
one of the things we do at, at PFF.com is we um, rank all the quarterbacks in terms of their value to the spread. You know, how much um, over a replacement level player does that quarterback bring to the spread? And there are only two quarterbacks who are lower ranked than Ben Roethlisberger. Jacoby Brissett, who I'm not sure deserves that after a very valiant effort uh, in Las Vegas, and Davis Mills, who, again, another valiant effort. But big, that's how bad Big Ben is playing. I mean, he is not throwing the ball back. He's not throwing the football field. He's not throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Um, this is a tough one because you are certainly going to be fading the Steelers now at the bottom of the market. And, um, you know, hopefully you faded them each of the past two weeks and you got a, a ton of nice value there. It, total here at 45 and a half, that might be a little intriguing to me. I, I think this is another teaser spot, depending on where you have this line, if it moves out to seven, um, because you have such a big advantage with um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, over, over Big Ben. Um, seven is a lot, but if I had to take one side, I'm not taking Big Ben. I'll tell you that right now. No. Um, and if I can get six and a half, you know, that's what I'd have for. George Horry again, PFF underscore George, uh, the podcast, PFF forecast, him and Eric Eager. George, uh, we're up against it, but it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time today. Always good luck this week, fellas. Yep, you got it. It hasn't looked great for Big Ben. Dinosaurs putting it kindly. Yeah, it's looked pretty. It's been pretty ugly. A lot of things contribute to that. Obviously, uh, the offensive line play has not been very good. But you know, Big Ben is. Uh, we knew last year that he didn't have much left, yeah. and it's obvious now that that was right. He doesn't have much left. So we'll see if the Steelers come out with a big effort with their backs to the wall this week. But that's that, that game is very similar to the uh, the Bucks. Patriots game that you're seeing sevens pop up a lot on the screen now. All right, we'll come back. College football big weekend. We'll give you the details on a lot of the big contests on the other side. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, second half, uh, 15 minutes from now. Dave Koken's going to be with us. Handicapper, Wager Talk, ESPN Las Vegas host. We go everything in smoking Koken's mind. But we have college football. Not everything. I think some of that wouldn't be appropriate for this show. Children watching and whatnot. College football, Matt Eubens. So there's a lot to go over in a loaded schedule like this. One we didn't really get to yesterday that I really wanted to pick your brain on is out in the Big Ten. And that would be Michigan and Wisconsin. So let's start with this because in the game of the year lines, and I know you noted you mentioned this with Paul and uh, Mitch today on Follow the Money, um, this was a seven-point spread in favor of Wisconsin and Chris Andrews game of the year lines. We actually saw at one point yesterday that Michigan was a one point favorite, some spots, but we've kind of settled back here to Wisconsin one and a half or one. Some spots are as high as two. That'd be the Superbook with a total of 43 and a half. So I would ask you to like a two part question. Why the toggling back and forth between the, you know, Michigan minus one and Wisconsin minus one and where you stand on this, because I kind of, I feel like this might be the spot to buy low on Wisconsin, especially when they were the one point underdog. Yeah, I do too, actually. Um, and you know, I don't make too much of the game of the year lines that come out in the summer because those numbers can be off. And oh, obviously yeah. you're going to adjust things based on things what you change. see right. in the first month. So no way you would make Wisconsin a seven-point favorite in this game now. But I would still make Wisconsin a small home favorite in this matchup. And uh, the one thing, a lot of people are going to bang on the Badgers because Graham Mertz has been so bad. And I mentioned this this morning. He had five TD passes in his debut against Illinois last year. He's got a total of five TD passes in his last nine games. One of the, I read, I think it was CBS Sports at the stat. He's got more pick sixes yeah. than he does touchdown passes since that game. Does he have more more than five pick sixes? I, I, uh, let me double check. Well, he had two last case, week. But he did have two last week. He had week, two yeah. against Notre Dame. So, uh, wow, that's an incredible stat. But the Wisconsin offense was held to one for 15 on third downs. The thing about it is... I like to bet bad teams, or good teams off a bad loss, and the Badgers off an embarrassing loss. And also, there's nothing wrong at all with Jim Leonard's defense. In fact, this is a really good Wisconsin defense. Badgers won the box score against Penn State, but the offense let them down. Badgers were going to win the box score against Notre Dame. Offense couldn't get it done. I think at home this week, uh, this defense is going to lead uh, Wisconsin to a win. And here's the thing about Michigan, too. We've been fooled by Jim Harbaugh before, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fooled by him again. The last two years, Wisconsin has humiliated Michigan back-to-back years. Uh, I think 35 to 14 and 49 to 11. 
uh, blowout after blowout. Harbaugh still shows a lack of imagination with his offensive play calling last week, scoreless in the second half against Rutgers. I think this Wisconsin defense is going to control the game. Uh, the coaches will probably put in a better game plan for Graham Mertz to just let him manage the game and not lose it this week. And I think Wisconsin grinds out a very ugly win. I did play Wisconsin plus one. This number was still plus one at some spots this morning. Yep. Now it's mostly Wisconsin minus one or one and a half. But how about the total in this game? 43 and a half. Is this just going to be the this, the uh, prototypical ugly Big Ten grinder where uh, Wisconsin wins the game 13 to 10 or 16 to 13? It looks that way. Is it a prerequisite? for? And it's not even just the Big Ten football. It's yeah. also got to be Big Ten basketball. It's like a prereq for Big Ten athletics to just be completely ugly. It's not always that way. It's got to be 55 to 50 basketball games, and it's got to be 17 to 10. It's not always that way. (laughs) 17 to 10 football games. The Big Ten does have more of those games than other conferences. (laughs) It does seem to just happen in that regard, too. So, you know, and I I would agree with everything there. And I am am amazed at the the inability to find at least a decent quarterback at some point, but that is is the case for Wisconsin. So we go from. I mean, Graham Mertz is a former five star recruit, the highest rated recruit Wisconsin's ever had. That's why Jack Cohn is at Notre Dame, because. Uh, Mertz steps in, he throws for five TDs against Illinois, and he's the future, right? He's yep. a five-star uh, heralded recruit, and uh, nobody envisioned he was going to play this poorly in the past year since that Illinois game. So I, I still think uh, the Badgers probably in a good spot to back him here at home. As of this morning, they were home yep. dogs. Not really going to matter. I, I think you're going to get the best effort from Wisconsin in this spot. So speaking of Jack Cohn, officially on the top of the depth chart for this coming weekend against Cincinnati, not that his job was in danger, had an injured ankle, but it looks like uh-huh. he's going to be just fine for this matchup. So with that in mind, you know, we see this is interesting. So Cincinnati opens as a two-point favorite on the road against the Irish, total of 47 and a half. We haven't really seen much movement here, but the hook is there now across the board. So a slight market move in favor of the Bearcats, two and a half with a total of 50 now. So we've seen this total get bet up about three points because there's 50 and a half out there too. Is it an overreaction to make the Bearcats a road favorite here against the Irish? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Because also, when I made my number, it was Notre Dame one. It was right between one, one and a half, which um, I, I said I don't think. I was thinking Notre Dame's not going to open as a favorite here because there's so many people who want to bet Cincinnati in right. this game. You have to open Cincinnati as a small favorite because if you don't, you're just going to take Cincinnati action, and then you're going to have to move Cincinnati to the favorite. So. I was not surprised that the Bearcats opened uh, minus one and a half, two, two and a half. I, I thought it might open in that range, even though my true number was Notre Dame as a slight favorite. Uh, I, I talked about this uh, previously about uh, was about excuse me about Cincinnati too. Uh, Bearcats played a pretty weak early schedule, right? Uh, but they did have the big road game in Indiana, and that was uh, that was a game they had circled, and they had to win if they had any playoff hopes. Well, you look at the score and say, pretty impressive win, 38-24 after being down 14-0. But a lot of that had to do with Michael Penix, Indiana quarterback, playing really poorly. Threw three picks in that game. Indiana's best defensive player got ejected for targeting in the first half when the Bearcats' offense is doing nothing. And uh, then Cincinnati gets on a roll. Things kind of snowball at the end. They win by 14. Don't be fooled by the score because it was not a two-touchdown game. Bearcats were outgained. 376 to 328 in that game. I don't think Desmond Ritter has been that sharp to start the season. In fact, he's got off to some really slow starts in these games, especially against Indiana. And uh, Notre Dame's defense has improved. A lot of people are going to have that burned in their to their mind while happening against Florida State on that Sunday night to open the season, and then the Toledo game. Notre Dame defense is a lot better. Like I said, held Wisconsin to one for 15 on third downs last week, forced turnovers. Uh, I think. This is a spot where the betting market, again, is kind of underrating the Irish, similar to last week. Are you telling me that a defense and a team can get better on a week-to-week basis? Notre Dame's defense is better. better. The Irish offensive line still has some issues. They're going to have to find a way to protect Jack Cohn. they got to get Kyron Williams on track. He's one of the best running backs in the country. He's averaging about three yards a carry right now. Uh, they got to find a way to get him... Uh, get him to bust loose. Is it too simple of a question to put like to frame it like this, where it's Indiana closed as a four-point underdog at home against Cincinnati when they played, and now the Irish are just two or two and a half point underdog? Like, is there is are the Irish only one and a half points better than the Indiana Hoosiers if you're playing on a neutral field? If that's uh, the the transition, right? Like, I, in, to your right. point, where this should be closer to pick Irish minus one, it just seems that. 
you're putting it in this direction because you know you're going to give the Cincinnati money, but that mm-hmm. also leads you to think that this is an overvalued Cincinnati team in that regard. A little bit. It is. Right. I think because it's, it's an almost – this is an interesting game, I think, to break down. We talked about it a long time. But I think it's wishful thinking on the part of a lot of people. Yep. And I, I want to see the Bearcats win, too. I want to see the Bearcats run the table and crash the college football playoff. That'd be great. We all do. Yep. And I think uh, part of the reason a lot of people want to bet the Bearcats is they're hoping they're going to win. Uh, but when I look at the numbers and I watch these two teams through three games, nothing shows me right now that Cincinnati's a better team. All right, so let's move on to the Pac-12 because this is a pretty fascinating matchup, too. You get Stanford and Oregon. Cardinal uh, playing host in this spot. Stanford, of course, coming off of an 11-point loss to UCLA. Oregon, I, I think the final score is a little deceptive, 41-19 to uh, against no Arizona. That no no was a one-possession game in the <laughs> fourth quarter. When I fell asleep on the couch, yeah. yes. And Tanner McKee has shown that he is, uh, like you said, he's kind of the answer here, right? 67% completion at this Eight point. Eight TDs, no yep, picks. Exactly. Yep. He has done a great job with this offense. And, and this is a pretty intriguing spot here. Oregon uh, on the open, an eight-point favorite with a total of 57 and a half. You look at the board right now, and you're looking at still that eight and a half, but the hooks are starting to disappear. Eights across the board with a total of 58. My initial inclination here is that Stanford is pretty live catching over a touchdown at home against the Ducks. I think so. I might have to check with Stanford Steve on this this week. He's had had a pretty good read on the Cardinal. He had a good read on last week's game against UCLA. Uh, I think the Ducks have been on cruise control since that upset at Ohio State. And uh, they might need an attitude adjustment this week. If you watch, you know, they played Stony Brook. And then last week against Arizona, it looked like they had no interest even being on the field against Arizona. That's a bad Arizona team. One possession team late in that third quarter. They had a chance to win that game in the second half last week. Kayvon Thibodeau came back. uh, Defensive end, top prospect. Might be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Like you were saying, it's not going to be Spencer Rattler. Right. By the way, side note, can you believe points bet has Spencer Rattler as the favorite to be the number one pick in the NFL draft next year? No shot. I wish they would offer yes, no's on those, right? <laughs> I know. Plus 225 favorite to be the top pick. No shot. Not going to happen. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau came back, played a handful of snaps last week. He still doesn't look completely right. So I think this um, Oregon team might have uh, might be a little bit out of sync. And uh you know, the Ducks team that we saw going to Columbus and uh, beat up Ohio State might not be the same team you see at Stanford this week. Uh, my, my big question is about the Stanford secondary, JVT. Are you going to get some of those injured guys back? Because UCLA yep. hit for too many big plays against that de- depleted defense last week. If Stanford is, I got some of those guys back on defense, I'll be on the home dog. Yeah, especially in the second half. That's where they really broke down late yeah. against UCLA, really let them down. All right, on the other side, Dave Koken's going to be with us. Get his thoughts on the uh, upcoming college football card. And, of course, baseball, too. Maybe throw it in what Brandon Belt and that injury means for the San Francisco Giants that they're dealing with. If you weren't with us earlier and you missed it, Brandon Belt, broken left thumb. See if that's going to affect San Francisco. Dave Koken on the other side here on the edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. New feature is going to give you insights on where the money and bets are moving every single game. Betting splits another way. VSIN here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check it out today for every game at vcin.com. Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel. Let's welcome in Dave Koken. At Dave Koken up on Twitter. All right, Dave, time is fleeting. Let's get right to it. In our own backyard, <laughs> although it's not going to be in our own backyard. UNLV and UTSA. Walk us through this. We get the report earlier today from fellow colleague Steve Cofield that Cameron Friel, the freshman, is taking snaps with first team. Did not look good against Iowa State, that yep. offense at all. So what's the read here? UTSA up to a 21-point favorite. Uh, first game I bet on Sunday night <laughs> was Texas-San Antonio, and there were two reasons. One was the possibility that Broomfield might not be able to play because he got banged up in the uh, great effort against Fresno State. And there's a pretty significant drop-off to Friel, who doesn't look like he's able to pick up defenses. His reads are really slow. Uh, he's got a live arm, and, and, and he, he's a good athlete, so he's going to get better in time, but right now he's, he's not ready. And the other was, speaking of that Fresno State game, that was a tremendous effort by the Rebels in that game. That's by far the best game they've had since the Royal took the program over. Now, Texas San Antonio is also coming off a pretty big game themselves because they were way down. Yeah. And came back uh, to get the win. They were down 21 nothing, and got the win. And, you know, they could have a little bit of a flat spot as a three-touchdown favorite. But they're way more talented. And I think Friel is, is probably going to make a couple of critical mistakes in this game. Uh, I was very comfortable betting uh, on uh, the Roadrunners on Sunday night. Feel good about that bet. Dave laid 20 with uh, UTSA against uh, UNLV. And uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I think this is probably going to be a blowout especially with Brumfield, not a quarterback for the Rebels, who actually had a shot to win at Fresno's 30-point dogs, but that was a uh, classic fra- a flat oh. spot for Fresno uh, last week, and uh, the Bulldogs played like it in the first half. Look at that chair Dave is in. Does that look like a comfortable chair or what? Hell yeah. Is that a new I'll chair, Dave? I've had it for about a year. This is okay. uh, Shaq, This is the Shaq O'Neal brand recl- recliner. <laughs> so it's, it's built for somebody, I guess, as big as Shaq, which means it's, it's a pretty nice fit for me. Just say four times your size. You yeah. can fit two Cokins yeah, really. in there. Uh, smoking Dave Cokin with us. All right, how about Western Kentucky, Michigan State? Now, I backed the Hilltoppers last week, Dave, getting nine against Indiana. That was a game that went to the wire, 33-31. But this might not be the spot you want to play Western Kentucky this week. At Michigan State, Spartans laying ten and a half. I, I, I guess Michigan State's not completely healthy going into the game, but I, I don't know. That number looks short to me. Western Kentucky has had a couple of misleading covers. We'll put it that way. You know, they run that really, really fast-paced yeah. offense. And they've managed to uh, get some back doors against Army. And then last week they scored late uh, against Indiana. I think they're up against it here. Michigan State has a lot of positive momentum right now. It, it looks like Tucker has really got all his ducks in a row this year. And the one thing you have to guard against is Michigan State looking past this game. Uh, they are coming off a couple of pretty you know, big, big wins, and this is not exactly a name opponent. Uh, and Western Kentucky is capable, but the one thing we've seen out of the Hilltoppers is kind of a porous defense. I think Michigan yes. State should be able to do what they want offensively, especially on the ground in this game. And if they're able to flex their muscles uh, in the trenches, they should pull away for a fairly comfortable victory. I, I, I'd lay the points here. Yeah, it was a pretty good atmosphere for that game last week at Western Kentucky. I yeah. thought Indiana could have done a lot more offensively, so I, I felt kind of fortunate to get away with the cover. Uh, with the Hilltoppers there. Dave Koken with us, at Dave Koken on Twitter. All right, just a pretty good college uh, football card this week, Dave. I know you're going to have several plays. Anything else uh, you want to throw out there before we shift to baseball here? Well, I mentioned this one, and the number's gone up, and I think it's going to continue to go go up. It's up to 12.5 now, and I think it'll hit 13. That's the Indiana-Penn State game, and you were uh, involved with Indiana last week, and it's it's pretty clear that Penix, they say it takes two years to recover from a blown ACL. And he, he looks like one of those guys. He's not playing anywhere near the level he did before he got hurt. I mean, he was, he was really exciting last year for this team and he's just not playing well. This is a big revenge game. A lot of revenge gets overrated, but this one, this is a big revenge game because Penn state absolutely killed Indiana last year and somehow lost the football game in overtime. I think they've remembered that one. It's a stripe out on Saturday night. At Penn State, depending on where you sit, 
They're going to tell you to wear white or blue. So it's really going to, they're going to be nuts there. I think Indiana's in over their heads. And uh, the Nittany Lions, they're playing the best football they've played since Franklin took over as the head coach. I think Penn State might kill them. Hey, you think about that game last year. Controversial call yeah. at the goal, a questionable oh, call yeah. at the goal line, I thought, uh, went Indiana's way. And then James Franklin probably could have run out the clock at the yep. end, and he found a way to blow that game. James Franklin mismanaging the yeah. clock? Yeah, I believe that. That's really that. surprising. <laughs> First time for everybody. <laughs> All right, Dave, hey, let's transition over to baseball. So big picture question before we get to maybe some of the matchups today. But the news comes down, Brandon Belt, broken left thumb. Yeah. Uh, what do you expect in terms of maybe uh, an absence here? We haven't seen anything updated officially. And what kind of a blow this is for San Francisco? Well, he's probably going to be out, I would think, for at least the early portion of the playoffs. Can't swing the bat with with that injury. And you'd normally look at this and say, boy, that's a really significant hit to the Giants lineup because he's had a great year. But this has been a next guy up team all year long. They've 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 got the deepest bench in baseball. I think they've got like 17 pinch hit homers this year, which is I don't know if it's a record, but it's it's pretty close to it. Um, so they'll they'll probably find a way. Uh, and they look, they're going to keep playing hard because they do not want to be in that wild card game. They want to hold off the Dodgers. I don't know that it's going to make that much of a difference to them, at least in the rest of the regular season games. It might come playoff time, though. Dave, how do you handicap the Padres here, a team with nothing to play for at this point? You, Darvish, against Walker Bueller tonight, Dodgers minus 175. Uh, I guess the Padres will try and look at this as their playoff series, but that's kind of... Uh, crappy consolation prize. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they, uh, I mean, they've just had a horrible second half, and they can't do anything right right now. Uh, when they hit, they don't pitch. When they pitch, they don't hit. I think they just can't wait to get the season over, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. And as well as they've played against the Dodgers this year, I've got a feeling it's not going to go their way in this series. I think the Dodgers have a good chance to sweep this series. You think the Padres need to make a change of manager in the offseason? Uh I don't know. Um, sure. I don't know that there's a lot he could have done. I mean, the whole staff got hurt. And what are you going to do? You, you can't. You get cluster injuries in any sport. It's a killer. And they got him on the pitching staff, and it just destroyed them. Yeah, that team's played terrible baseball the last couple months. How about the Yankees and Blue Jays? A lot on the line for these teams. Jamison Tyon, Hinjin Ryu, and the uh, Blue Jays. Slight favorites at home tonight against the Yankees, who are off a sweep of your Red Sox, Dave. Toronto minus 125, total of nine, nine and a half. And I thought Cora made a managing mistake on Sunday and uh, might have cost them the game. Uh, you, you did not want to set up Stanton. Well, they got they also had some bad luck. Uh, uh, Judge should have been out yeah, on a right. foul tip. It was a bad call. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, Stanton's going nuts right now. And this lineup, this lineup's got some issues. But when Stanton's hot, he can carry the team. And he's facing a lefty tonight. I think he's going to stay hot. Guys coming off the injured list usually do pretty well in their first starts back. I would lean Yankees in this one. Dave, um, let's go to the St. Louis Cardinals. So it looks like they're not going to lose another game before the postseason <laughs> starts. Uh, they're working on their 17th straight today. And you get Wainwright on the hill. And he had an immaculate August uh uh, and you look at September, a couple rocky starts for the most part consistent. They've won seven straight outings. They've won 12 of 13 when he's on the hill, but they're a small underdog at home against Milwaukee today. Not on my money. I didn't no. bet the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's there's no way I'm going against a team that's won, that's won 16 in a row, and I have to lay a price to do it? Pass on that. I am waiting for this. I'm waiting for the Cardinals to clinch the playoff spot, which could come tonight or tomorrow. And as soon as that happens, I'm betting against them the next game. Because that's that's just going to be a massive letdown spot. And I would expect a lot of guys to get rest as soon as they clinch this wild card spot. That's going to be a good go against spot. So that's where I'll play against St. Louis. Okay. Cardinals seven games back of the Brewers going into uh, that one tonight. How about uh, the Phillies and the Braves in Atlanta with uh, my Braves leading JVT's Phillies by two and a half games. Oh. Zach Wheeler, Charlie Morton, Braves minus 125, total seven and a half tonight, Dave. I have the Phillies over 81 wins, so they need one more win. Yep. And I have so little faith in the Phillies, I'm not counting that as a winner <laughs> yet. Uh, they just don't win big games, and Atlanta does. And Morton's a good big game pitcher. Nothing against Zach Wheeler. But if this gets late, the Braves have the advantage. And the Braves know how to win games. I don't trust the Phillies in any game that matters. I think Atlanta beats them tonight. Dave, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time today. It's always a pleasure, guys. Atlanta, $1.20 favorite today, yep.
I don't trust the Phillies either. Smoking Dave Koken, Mr. Baseball. Yeah. Always great to talk baseball and college football. A very sharp college football capper. And like you said, that's a uh, that's a great college football card we got out this week. Can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Although today I'll be watching with the, my head in my hands the Philly and Atlanta game tonight. I got a two and a half game lead on you. You got a better number on your future. I got Braves plus one seventy five to win that division. I think. What would you? No, I got plus one seventy on the Phillies. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right before they All got right. swept by the D backs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be watching a lot of baseball tonight, man. This is a, yeah. this is great races here down the stretch in MLB. How do you miss the next start of Packy Naughton against the Rangers tonight? Huh? I know you love Angels <laughs> forgot baseball. About, forgot about that. <laughs> All right, we're all done here. Uh, make sure you check out, if you missed it, any part of the show, vcin.com slash podcast. My Guys of the Desert coming up next. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.